Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Derek here. Okay, let's start with Ricky Martin. So tomorrow there is, and if you're listening after today, that would be Thursday, uh, we are um, going to be looking at a hearing um, where a, a judge is going to listen to this restraining order application. Apparently, a temporary restraining order was issued ex parte, meaning Ricky Martin wasn't involved. The nephew who was alleging that he had some kind of a relationship with Ricky for se- for seven months and then Ricky harassed him afterward. Uh, he got this temporary restraining order. Ricky is saying- Which this- we think is civil. It's a all civil, civil restraining all order. Civil. Yes. So Ricky is saying it's all BS. Uh, his lawyer has said that this guy suffers from mental issues, the nephew, that he has been institutionalized, uh, and they strongly deny all of it. So Rick and Ricky's brother has defended Ricky. Ricky's We've seen brother Ricky's brother ca- come out and say, "Yes, this we know this nephew. He's part of the family, but he does have mental issues. So don't believe everything you hear in the media." Right. So I am told Ricky will be on Zoom for the hearing tomorrow. Um, I do not know if he is going to actually address the judge. Um, I've been trying to find this out, and we're not getting a clear answer from the Puerto Rican lawyers. However, um, it seems highly improbable he would not speak. The judge would want to hear directly from him. This is a civil matter. It makes no sense that Ricky would be silent because this is first person. He's the only person who can rebut the allegations. Now, we haven't seen those those documents to know what the nature of them are, but it sounds like an intimate or yeah. personal or physical relationship where Ricky's going to be the one to say, no, this didn't happen. A lawyer can't really say that without Ricky's testimony. Exactly. So um, it looks like I mean, I'm I'm virtually certain Ricky will address the court yeah. and talk about this. Now, remember, the difference here is that the judge has issued this temporary order uh, to make it more permanent. That's where both sides get to speak. Ricky has not been in court yet. That's right. And he will be speaking, I think. Uh, and then it's up to the judge. I mean, look, if the judge hears it, uh, the judge could do a couple of things. The judge could deny it and just say, look, um, I think this guy's making it up. Or the judge could say, look, uh, it, kind of no harm, no foul, I'll issue it, but it sounds like Ricky doesn't want to go near this guy anyway. Right. The judge could do what we see in some cases where he makes it mutual. Maybe Ricky speaks up and says, I don't want to be near this guy either, and he issues sort of a mutual restraining order, uh, sua sponte. Or he could just throw it out and say, this guy's allegations are bupkis. But... In the cases that we see here, and if it works similarly, you know, the guy has put enough out there to get a temporary restraining order granted. Now, it's not a very high hurdle. Well, you can a, just make these allegations. It's, yeah, it's not even a hurdle. I mean, basically, it's done without the other person responding. So you make your allegations. Right. The judge issues it and says, we'll have a hearing in a couple of weeks. But all he has, the judges, is whatever evidence he has presented to him so far. So Ricky's going to, like you said, it's going to be sort of behoove Ricky to rebut those in some way, uh, e- either in live testimony or filing some sort of document with a declaration where he says this is not true so the judge can make the assessment, right? Right. Because right now he just has a prima facie case, which is nothing. So um, what 
people have been reporting is not really about the restraining order. People have been talking about a criminal uh, action. There were 50-year prison sentence headlines out there, which I think are pretty irresponsible to just splatter across the internet, but that's another another story entirely. Yeah, I mean, there's no um, criminal case that we know of. And the interesting thing about this is the nephew is 21. Mm -hmm. So if the criminal statute were to apply, it would apply to both of them. That's right. And so... um, Look, I, I don't know that they're going to prosecute this. I don't even know if they're going to investigate it. But right now, this is just a civil matter between the two of them uh, involving a restraining order. That's right. That's right. I mean, and look, there are laws. We looked into some of them. There are laws where when there is sort of a domestic violence situation or an intimate relationship and incest is involved, it does elevate. It makes it more severe where you can get a, a serious prison sentence. But to your point, if this were a consensual relationship at the time and say the relationship was... Uh, you know, fine and ordinary for the most they're part, and then just the, the breakup same. was. Yeah, they're treated the same. Yeah. So I, I don't know how this will will shape up. I I highly doubt there will be sort of a, a criminal case, but we just don't know enough. We'll see at this hearing whether this thing blossoms into something more or just sort of shrivels on the vine and goes away. That's right. Okay, we're going to move on to yep. Sesame Street. So um, look, there. This is terrible. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on all of this, the legal and the emotional impact of it and watching these videos. I'll give you my thoughts. And and look, I think what happened to these kids is terrible, that when you just look at the video, whatever is behind the costume, whatever the intent was, what you see is children getting upset. This character, Rosita. Um, high-fiving white girls and these little children, these these two black girls, um, want the same treatment and they are just shunned by by this character. And it's terrible. And there are other videos that have surfaced now which kind of underscore this. And I think that's... I, I, I that think, was the spark, though. This Rosita one, you see her make yeah. a hand gesture. It's the, not as if she's in a parade and slapping some hands and then just sort of gets distracted. She makes a hand gesture to two little black girls that she doesn't high-five. Yeah. And that's what that was a, what was troubling to me. It's And there was something that came out where the Sesame Place people said, well, wait a minute, you know, this was... Um, you know, maybe the the character the the person couldn't see through the costume. I don't buy that because if you look at what the character had done with the white girl a second before inter- interacting with the black girls, um, that person saw the white girl's hand and very clearly just pressed. Um, his hand against hers. I mean, come on. They see out, they of, these see out of these costumes. I, they're looking through the mouth. You can see the mouth is a okay. gape and there's a face behind it. So all of that said, all of that said, this is now blown up into a lawyer taking the case, talking about, you know, severe emotional trauma, yes. which is the basis for intentional infliction of emotional distress. Yes. Not just emotional trauma, but severe emotional trauma. And I'm sure that it really hurt these girls' feelings. No doubt. But- you know, they look hurt in the video, and I can they, only imagine how they, they're processing it. They look hurt in the video. What do you think about a lawsuit like this? I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think emotions are running high. You see a viral video like this where it it, it taps into something uh, that is upsetting. You know, you see these two little girls, they're upset by it. They're and you want upset. And you And you want there to be a remedy for it. But there's not always a legal remedy for these types of transgressions. And I think people often think like, well, there's a harm done. Uh, these girls are hurt. They should be able to go to court and get compensation for that hurt. And that makes intuitive sense to people. But you need to have a tort. You need to have a crime. Uh, you need to have a crime for criminal 
or you need to have a tort, which is a civil wrong. And I don't see it here because they're talking about intentional infliction of emotional distress, which not to get too technical, isn't a standalone tort. You need to attach it to something. What did they do wrong that caused you to well, experience no, no, no. You can, you intentional? Can, no, 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 no. You can make the argument. And especially, it's hard. Well, especially if it's racial, you can make the argument that there that you inflicted emotional distress and they did i think they did i think they did the i think they had damages the, the problem no no the problem with suing for emotional distress is when you say it's intentional you have to show it's severe it's yeah. not you know because people have outrageous their conduct outrageous conduct people have their feelings hurt all the time and you don't have a remedy for that unless it reaches a very high level these are six-year-old girls I don't know. And maybe, listen, I'm not in their position. Maybe it did cause that level of trauma. It seemed more fleeting when you watched it. It does. The, the, the mother was really upset. And you could you could see that. And she still is. And contacted a lawyer. <laughs> and contacted and contacted a lawyer. Yeah. Um, what do you think if if they're able to uh, sort of show evidence of a pattern of conduct? I think her case alone, Rosita walking by these two girls, I think that's a loser in court. I think it's 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 troubling to me that it happened, uh, but I don't think you win a court case. What if they are able to amass and show a, a, a fleet of plaintiffs and show a pattern of racial discrimination at Sesame Place? I'm not saying they have that yet, but we have seen several videos uh, which... Uh, upon first glance, look like maybe they are treating black, uh, well, look, you know, I mean, people if at it, the park differently. Then, you know, I think I, I think you could attach that to some. I, I, there, there are laws against discrimination. But I you're mean, still lacking the outrageousness, right? Well, no, no. But if you don't sue for emotional distress, there are still laws for racial discrimination. <laughs> yes. And, you know, if it were based on that, yeah, I get it. And that would make a whole lot of sense. I Look. It may be that these girls are, you know, severely traumatized, and and sure. if so, they should have redress in court. Um, I, it, it it was just curious to me that they were hanging it on that and not on racial, just squarely on racial discrimination. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the, this lawyer is saying, how am I going? And and I don't I don't want to besmirch any lawyers who would take these kind of cases. I do think you see a, a harm here, and you want to sort of find a remedy for it. Um, and there will be doctors who will say that that the, the girls are going through things and like listen, that. If, and, and, and by that the way, could be it, true. I'm not it, saying that's and if it is true, they should have redress. Yes, but you've got to. I, I think to your point, the biggest hurdle they have to climb is there are a lot of fleeting indignities in life um, uh, that don't result in successful court cases. And this could be one of them. This is just maybe going to thicken their skin a little bit and they'll have to say, you know, well, the world is a pretty cruel pr cruel place, but was, you have to move on. It, it is a terrible thing. Yeah. I mean, I think objectively Absolutely. a terrible thing for these girls. And a well, nightmare that it's Sesame Street. I mean, Sesame Street is, is Sesame built Place. Up, Sesame. Sorry, that's right. Sorry. I do want to make that distinction. You're right. Sesame Place is sort of a theme park built around the idea with the characters of Sesame Street. But Sesame Street, you know, is is built around the concept of inclusiveness. Yeah. That's that's what they're teaching children. I mean, some people uh, think it's too woke. You hear about woke Sesame Street, but it's actually a really lovely show to, to introduce children to inclusivity. They have now an autistic character on the show. There's always been minorities on the show. So this is sad that it happened at this particular park, which celebrates values that seem discordant with what went on in those videos. Oh, yeah, but that's I mean, I, me. I, I think it's more than sad. I mean, if there's a pattern here, it's outrageous. Yeah, it's and out then maybe you have a court case. And maybe you have a court case, and because <laughs> now you've said the word outrageous. And and by the way, at the very least, they need to they need to be more sensitive yes. when they're interacting with people in the crowd. Yes, and especially kids. Yes.
If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, uh, let's talk about you go. I, I mean, I think I know what you want to talk about. What do you what do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Britney Spears case. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah. All right. So Britney Spears, you know, she is uh, living her life. She got married. She's now singing on the internet. Seems generally happier uh, as, as a person. But things are still going on on the conservatorship side. Even though the conservatorship has ended, her attorney, Matt Rosengart, still wants uh, redress for what went wrong in the conservatorship, according to him. And he wants to grill Jamie Spears. Because remember, Britney's big testimony was a slew of allegations about the way her father conducted himself. There were reports in the New York Times about uh, surveillance uh, audio planted in her bedroom. Britney said she wasn't allowed to sort of get pregnant. It wasn't allowed to make choices and things like that. Rosengard is saying that he squandered money, that he spent money. A lot of financial. All of that. And he wants to ask questions, which is normal. The conservatorship is over. But Jamie Spears said, I don't want to be questioned unless Britney is also pressed on her allegations. He didn't say that. He he never said he wouldn't. He just stalled. Yeah. And and he didn't say that I'll only do it if she does it. He just stalled. Yeah. He has to sit for a deposition. There's no doubt about it. Because remember, this, I mean, a lot of people think the conservatorship is over. It's the case is not over. This is still right. attached to the conservatorship to see if things were done in an improper manner. Right. So this is still part of the conservatorship case. And there's he, a live matter that you can right, file. He's in. the conservator. So of course he's going to sit for a deposition. I mean, there's no way a, a judge would say you don't have to. So he's going to sit. Yes. And it makes sense for him to sit. Now he has said already under penalty of perjury that he didn't know anything about the surveillance video. So presumably he's going to say that when he testifies. Yes. Um, and you know, what's interesting about this Um, Based on what I know, I think what they are going to do is say, look, you may have a problem with what we did, but everything and, and, you know, maybe there are exceptions to this, but they're going to say everything was signed off on by a judge. Yes. And when they say the judge signed off. It's hard to jump that hurdle. It's very hard. I think Matt's, you know, his his burden here is pretty high because you're right. Jamie is going to say this was all signed off. Every fee motion, all of the money we spent, all of the deals we signed had to go through a judge. But I think Matt wants to say is, yes, Brittany had counsel there. She had Sam Ingham, remember, who could have filed objections to fees and so forth and had his day in court to to oppose some of the things the conservatorship, uh, the conservators were doing. But he's going to paint a picture of this was all just rubber stamping, right? He's going to say, yeah, these were signed off on, but no one actually took a quick, a hard look at these things until 
me until I came in and upset the apple cart. Everyone was just getting paid. Sam Ingham was getting paid. Except the, judge, the conservatives were getting except, paid. And he's going to say, we need to look at this now. Well, but the judge signed off is the problem. But there weren't many objections throughout the, 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 the and, 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 and you're right. right but the that, conservatives it, are going to use that to their advantage. They're going to say they weren't objections well, because guess, there was nothing objectionable. I guess my question is then, is that on Jamie or is that on the lawyer? It's a little bit on the, like, is it, is it on Jamie or the lawyer? It's I not mean, on Jamie. You're I, right. So what you're saying is, I mean, it, 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 will he make an allegation of malpractice? Kind of. I think he has to. I think he has to make an allegation then, that there was some sort of vast conspiracy of all the lawyers involved, Sam, uh, the conservator lawyers, that no one was taking a hard look at these things until me. That's the it, only way again, he can go, which is it, really hard. And again, the problem is the judge signed up. Now, yes. To me. But Brenda Penny, the judge, is going to say, I was maybe in the dark. No one made objections. I'm hearing of all this for the first time. I was just signing off on fee, uh, you know, fee applications. Well, there were, there were judges before her. Right. Um, in fact, she came in kind of late in the game. Sure. Um, you know, to me, the two things that I don't know that there's any redress for, because, again, the judge signed off on it. Um, the two things that really I just don't understand is how Jamie could get a cut of her performance fee. He's the conservator and the conservator should not be getting a cut because there's a conflict of interest. Then what it does is it encourages him to make sure she keeps performing because it lines his pocket. Right. And that may not be in the best interest of the conservator. And you have these two things that are pulling at each other and they're, and, and I the, agree. If she's part business partner and part conservatee, you're, you you're divided a, loyalties. You, you want to you, look out for her health absolutely. as conservator. You don't want to look out for your bottom line. Absolutely. You're cons the, the conservative, the, the person who is under the conservatorship, the conservatee, um, the duty of the conservator is to make sure that it, everything done is in that person's best interest. Yes. When you have a conflict like that, it, I don't know, you know, it, you just shouldn't have it. And yes. he and he should not be incentivized to push her to perform. Whether that happened or not, she says it did. He says it didn't. We'll see. Look, but, again, to your point, though, this was presented to the judge. His fee arrangement was was presented and, to the judge as a hybrid. They and, said the conservatorship is becoming a hybrid business model. Right. I remember seeing those words. and I was like, what a strange conservatorship where it's 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 part business model and part hourly yeah. rate for looking out for her health. Strange. But all of this stuff was presented to the court. And, and that's Jamie's biggest defense. And strange. And the other thing that just really gets in my craw that I think is wrong is the business manager um, that is TriStar mm. run by Lou Taylor. Um, she sent an email to Jamie. And what happened was she was getting 5% of the, uh, of, of, of the gross of the performance. I understand that yes. because business managers typically typically get a percentage, and five percent is very typical um, of a business manager. She was not, she was not a, a conservative. She wasn't a conservative. Correct. She was a business manager, and she can get that. The problem is, is that she was making a fortune getting five percent when Brittany was performing. When she stopped performing, all of a sudden dried that up. money tanked and it dried up, and she wasn't getting anything. So she sends an email to Jamie saying, I'm not getting enough money now, so I want a minimum of $500,000 or 5%, whichever is greater. Yeah. She and, wanted a floor. And Jamie approved it. And the reason I think that's just wrong 
is when you get a percentage, you agree to take the good with the bad. Yep. And that when you know when you have salad days and make a fortune, then you have to tolerate not making as much when things change. Right. You you know it's not like when I win I win and when I lose I win. And that's what she converted it to, I think. Right. And when she sends that email, I think Jamie should have said no. That that's ridiculous. That you got a fortune when she was performing. She's not performing now. That's just the way it is. If you want to quit, quit. But I'm not going to make you win, 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 win like this. That's right. And he's just said approved. And you think he abdicated maybe some responsibilities in that decision that uh, that leaves him exposed. I think it was a terrible decision. Right. I think it was a terrible decision. And. Uh, you know, and again, should he be held to account for it as conservator, sort of mismanaging the estate? That's what I don't know if you have that quite connection for a poor business. Decision. Well, I, I think the ju- I, what I'm told and I haven't seen this. I'm told the judge approved it. And if the judge approved it, this judge is running on autopilot. Yeah. And, you know, why aren't you thinking through and why isn't Brittany's lawyer objecting that's the key, though, right? Judges just get applications and then they look for where's the conflict? Who doesn't like what's happening here? It's hard to hold the judge accountable to sort of read these and say, like, well, is this OK that without one, someone that, objecting? Do you know what I mean? That's like, that's a screaming siren, that one. Yeah. I'm sorry. When you look at that and all of a sudden, you know, somebody was making. Cause she even said, if no one objects, even e- if Britney's even lawyer if, doesn't say, no, like, hey, that that arrangement is bumpkiss. It, if it's really no bad one for objects. How long you had a law school? Oh, geez, 2005. Okay, what's the what's the legal term for the judge doing it on his own? Oh, sua sponte. Oh, good. Yeah, no, they can do it. They can do it. It's tough, though. Let me ask you one more related uh, but I, question. I also think, Brittany, I think uh, in the end, I will be surprised if they don't require Brittany to sit down for a-, a That was my related question. And so is she going to have to sit I, and, and back up her allegations I'll, under oath? I'll tell you why, because everything's going to be intertwined with Brittany yeah. when Jamie's deposition is taken. So as soon as Jamie's deposition is taken, there are going to be issues involving- he said she said and if that's the case which it's clearly going to be because there are two people involved Brittany and jamie um it just seems to me at some point you know if he wants to push it um if he pushes it into a case absolutely what i'm told is he actually does not want to do this with his daughter right now he does not want to grill her or have his lawyers grill her it's awful it's awful. It's an awful scenario. And remember, when she testified in court, she already said these things under oath, right? Because she testified yeah. in, in a live court hearing. And, now, and, he didn't have Jamie, an opportunity to press her, well, but he she, could have said asked some questions. Jamie and others are saying that a lot of that was not true. Yep. So the question is, do they end up testing that in a deposition? We'll see. What a mess. But, yeah. I, but I do think after the deposition, after Jamie's deposition, there's going to be enough conflict over Brittany versus Jamie, that it's going to be hard not to depose Brittany. I think you're right. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Okay. We'll see you next time. Thanks.